You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, how's it going? As always, it's your boy, your host, Sosa Kermendras. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I tease what we are going to discuss in this episode. Of course, the Los Angeles Rams have signed 14 players to their practice squad uh, with three more spots remaining. And I'm going to explain how they can actually go above the 16-player limit. But before we dive into that, I wanted to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Uh, so today's episode is obviously going to be discussing this entire practice squad, which the Los Angeles Rams have nearly filled out. And um, we can begin by talking about the offense and then the defense. But before we get there, I wanted to tell you guys that one of the players that the Rams wanted to bring back on their practice squad inside linebacker Christian Roseboom, who did clear waivers, actually chose to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs' practice squad. So a little bit weird because this is the second player that the Rams have lost this offseason to the Chiefs in no form or fashion for a promotion or anything like that. The Rams lost, obviously, center Austin Blythe earlier this offseason. And according to Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic, they were actually offering him a competitive deal that was going to pay him more than the Chiefs did. And of course, we know that he is from that area in terms of where he grew up. So maybe that's why he wanted to go there. I'm not sure about Christian Roseboom. Maybe he just wanted to play with a team that is considered a Super Bowl favorite. I'm pretty sure playing on the same team as Patrick Mahomes is a pretty good deal. And of course, you know, there's not as much competition maybe there at their inside linebacker position as there is in Los Angeles. I'm not 100% certain. I can't say, but it is interesting. And the only other player that the Rams lost really throughout this entire process of the waiver claims and everything like that was defensive lineman Eric Banks. And oddly enough, the Los Angeles Chargers placed a claim to grab him. And so obviously they were awarded his services. And you might be asking why the Chargers? Well, Brandon Staley, the former defensive coordinator of the Rams, of course, has some familiarity with Banks. And so he gets his guy, which is pretty good news for the Rams, obviously, because that means they were able to bring back pretty much everybody else that they wanted. And there was no changes to the 53-man roster thus far. So everything has been pretty good for the Rams. Now, going to the players that they did sign on their practice squads, we'll begin with the offensive players. Wide receiver Landon Akers, running back Otis Anderson Jr., tight end Kendall Blanton, tackle Chandler Brewer, guard Jeremiah Cologne, wide receiver J.J. Koski, and tackle Max Percher. And that is the player that is, I want to say from Italy. He's part of the international practice squad player uh, program, which is an exempt spot. So teams were given and are allowed 16 practice squad spots this season, but there's a handful of teams around the NFL. I want to say maybe four, but don't quote me on that. Uh, the Rams are obviously one of them and Percher is one of the players that was set up through this program where the NFL is trying to bring over a few more international prospects, which is cool. And so the Rams are afforded the extra opportunity to carry 17 players, which is obviously a good deal. Now, some of these other players I thought stood out, you look at the two receivers, Landon Akers, JJ Koski, both guys that played well throughout the preseason, especially Koski. I thought this was a guy that really showed out throughout all the games. I mean, he's a smaller statured guy, probably limited to only playing in the slot, but a guy that I think has some legitimate ability you know, sort of in that Nelson Spruce type of build, uh, except a lot more agile, I would say a little bit more quick 
and probably a legitimate NFL prospect where I thought Spruce was one of those more fun preseason style of players that probably wasn't going to last. Akers, on the other hand, a guy that stood out obviously as well in the preseason games, I want to say it was the second game where he had a really good contest and he played on the boundary for the most part. And this is obviously interesting because one guy that I really like that isn't here, Tristan Jackson, that was a player that I thought had a chance maybe on the outside looking in to make the 53 man roster over somebody like Ben Skoranek, who obviously won the job instead, uh, kind of problematic. I would love to see him back on the practice squad here. Maybe he's electing to try and go somewhere else to give himself a better shot to maybe make a roster somewhere, maybe ultimately go to a team that's not as stacked at receiver. I think you can't really blame him for that. We all know when it comes to the Rams and their roster, that receiver room is pretty deep. This guy's got to look at it. In t- is there a path for me to start maybe in a year's time or in three years time? And I think the Rams are one of those teams that's a lot more clogged up at that spot than a lot of other teams are. So probably makes sense for someone like that to go elsewhere and try to find himself some more playing time. And if he can't, then of course he can always come back to the practice squad for the Rams if they are willing to take him. Now, the other skill position player here, Otis Anderson Jr., not a surprise that the Rams kept him as well. Of course, they only have three active running backs on their roster, which is not a lot. Most teams carry four, sometimes even five running backs. The Rams only have three, and we know that a couple of those guys have had some injury issues in the past, so there's obviously some concerns there. You got to like seeing air. And then in terms of some of the other guys, Kendall Blanton was a name that I thought really, really stood out in the preseason. A guy that's been with the Rams even going back to last year. And unfortunately for him, of course, there was no spot left on the 53-man roster. The Rams invested a lot into this tight end spot. I think he's a name to watch. Maybe not this season, but going into next season, or if an injury does occur this season, a guy that I legitimately think has some receiving chops and can do something for the Rams. Now, you know, they drafted Jacob Harris in the fourth round. They drafted... Bryson Hopkins in the fourth round a year ago, there was unfortunately going to be no spot for him on the roster this year, but that doesn't mean it's the end for his services. And of course, when you look back in a year, he very well could become a legitimate player for the Rams and a guy that could be on the 53 man roster. But we're going to dive into the remaining names on the offense, some of those offensive linemen, as well as the defensive names in the next segment. And of course, you guys can always come connect with us on Twitter for all your coverage on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find us at QB's MEP and at Locked On Rams. And we know that football season is back, so let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more, pretty much anything you could play or want to play with your friends or colleagues. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant, Reconnect with friends, join nearly 2 million other players, and make every game fun. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on, or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on, game on. Now we're going to dive into some of these remaining names on the offensive side of the ball. And I mentioned that the offensive line, there's a handful of names here that we definitely have to go through. Um, Of course, the Rams had kept, I want to say, nine offensive linemen on their roster. Coleman Shelton being placed on that reserve COVID-19 list, which probably is going to need some sort of action in the coming weeks. So we'll see what happens there. 
But the Rams elected to keep Chandler Brewer, a guy that's been with the team, I want to say for two or three seasons now. Jeremiah Cologne, same thing. And then Max Percher, who we obviously mentioned in that first segment as well, the international player from Italy. This is good news for the Rams. Of course, everyone is concerned about the depth on the offensive line, and I feel like it's warranted. But when you look across the NFL, and I think you need to do this in terms of just basing it off of the numbers, right? Five offensive linemen start for every single team in the NFL. What are the chances any team or more teams than not have five good offensive linemen starting for them. I don't even know if there's one in the NFL. So when you look at it from a depth perspective and you want to look at some of the backups and really get a good gauge of, is there anyone back there that can step in in the event of an injury? There's really no good depth around the NFL. I think if you have an offensive lineman, max two, that can even step in and just hold their own, not even look great per se, you have good depth at the position. And I think the Rams are in that spot right now. You look at a guy like Joe Nopum, who they drafted in the third round. He's played a little bit of tackle for the Rams, and he's looked competent. And I think that's really all you can ask of him. And then you look at other guys that I mentioned, Coleman Shelton, maybe a starting quality player. Really, you can't even ask for more than that. Uh, I like the addition of these three guys. I've never really gotten much of a look at them, so it's hard to say you know, whether they're actually good developmental prospects. But anytime you can develop an offensive lineman or actually even give them an opportunity, and the Rams have slotted three of these practice squad spots out of their 17 for these guys, I think that's a good deal to go with. Now, moving on to the defensive side of the ball, you look at some of the names that the Rams have here. The very first one that stands out for me, Ernest Borth. I still don't know this Roman numeral. I forget what IB stands for. I'm going to assume it's the fourth. I think it is that, um, but he's the very first one that jumped for me. Defensive tackle, Marquise Copeland. Defensive back, cornerback, Dante Dion. Another cornerback, Kareem Orr. Another one, Tyler Hall. Linebacker Micah Kaiser and edge rusher Justin Lawler. There's a lot of big names here. So the side of the ball, I think the Rams are feeling very blessed in terms of actually having the ability to bring a lot of these guys back because you look at Ernest Brown, this guy was a fifth, fifth round pick for the Rams. I was not going to be sure if somehow, some way he did, did not revert to this practice squad and announce a waiver claim on him. So you think the Rams are probably feeling pretty lucky about getting him back and that's mind you they'd still get four players that they can designate as safe throughout the entire season that cannot be poached by another team and he might be one of them I'm not sure if he's going to be or not but at least now it buys the Rams potentially a whole season to try and develop him coming from a smaller school in Northwestern sort of being a tweener the Rams don't know if they want to play him at edge standing up at edge with his hand in the dirt like Michael Brockers used to inside at defensive tackle like Morgan Fox was this guy's versatile but at the same time he's one of those guys that's versatile in a bad way where he doesn't really have any one standard legitimate position and you kind of got to move him around so he's got a lot to learn obviously this is a guy that now has to learn two or three positions and that is a lot to put on somebody's plate so it's ideal that the Rams do get at least a year to try and develop his services next to him Marquise Copeland the defensive tackle that's a guy that I've highlighted a lot Throughout the preseason games, I thought he was one of the more impressive players on the entire roster that got some game time. So it's good to see that he's coming back as well. Of course, the Rams kept some of those other undrafted defensive tackles, guys like Michael Hoyt, Jonah Williams, for example. And this is a position where the Rams are really, really deep. I mean, you could make the argument that they're one of the deeper teams when it comes to that interior defensive line position. And so the Rams, 
getting him back, I think, is a very good positive deal for them, obviously, especially when you consider some of the injuries. You know, you look at a guy like Ashawn Robinson. We know he's hurt. Minor knee procedure, according to head coach Sean McVay. What does that mean exactly? Not certain. How long is he going to be sidelined? Don't know. Might be three weeks, might be one week. He might be good to go week one, but it's always good to have some depth at that spot. Dante Dion, another name that I really, really loved. And I'm kind of shocked that the Rams are only carrying four cornerbacks on this roster. I just thought that they were going to try to keep five, but that was more of the concern when it came to getting cut. I thought another team might legitimately try to claim this guy. So the Rams are pretty lucky to at least get him back. Um, but again, only four corners active on the team right now. And that's kind of scary because if one injury does occur, you have to know that the Rams are going to make a move immediately, whether that's getting rid of one of the safeties or whether they just assume that Terrell Burgess is a pseudo corner. Somebody mentioned that. I think it was in the YouTube comments. And that was a really good shout out because maybe the Rams do view him as one of those guys that is sort of like a corner. And he kind of is. He can play in the nickel spot, which would sort of knock that number up to five corners and only five safeties. And if that's the case, then of course they feel a little bit better about that position, but definitely a little bit light when it comes to that cornerback room. The other two corners, Kareem or Tyler Hall, nothing too surprising here, or has been a guy that's been with the Rams for a little while now. And he got a lot of run in the preseason and he kind of run throughout those training camp practices. One of the earlier DBs, I think when Robert Rochelle got banged up and he got taken out or was getting some of those first team reps especially when guys like Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams were getting sidelined either by way of injury or veteran days off. So that was no surprise whatsoever. In terms of Tyler Hall, we didn't really get much of a look at this guy, but makes sense as well, because this is a guy that the Rams signed like three weeks ago. And why they did that? Well, he spent last season with the Atlanta Falcons, I believe on their practice squad as well. And Raheem Morris, a defensive back coach by trade, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons, interim head coach there has that familiarity. He obviously wanted to bring in his own guy. So that one makes a lot of sense to me. And then of course, there's the last two names, Micah Kaiser, as well as Justin Lawler. But we're going to dive into those guys in just a moment, right after we introduce one of our sponsors for today's episode, Bet Online. You guys know that it's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to the football gridiron with these NFL teams prepping for the beginning of this 2021 NFL season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football in this season you can get all the updated odds props and contests including the half million dollar nfl mega contest and the two hundred thousand nfl survivor contest which are open now at bet online you can go ahead to their website or use your mobile device and get a 100 welcome bonus on your first deposit guys that's pretty enticing you should go check it out Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action from football to basketball boxing right to horse racing don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And I know if you guys have a car, you've probably went through the deal of calling up your dealership, begging your mechanic to get something in quicker, maybe for a better price. You don't have to go through that hassle anymore. If you do use one of our sponsors with Rock Auto, they are a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, two decades. Guys, that's a pretty long time. We know with that whole C word coming around right now, the pandemic, it's probably a good idea to try and support family owned businesses. So if you're a person who likes to do things yourself or a professional, and you're just looking for reliably low prices, you should check out rockauto.com. Doesn't matter your make or model. There's a very good chance that they have it. 
Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and Rocked On in their How Did You Hear About Us? So they know that we sent you. And if more about the NFC West, which I'm quite certain that you should because heading into this season, those are the most familiar foes and the most important games for the Rams. You should check out the Locked On Podcast Network's Ultimate Season Preview, August 30th through September 8th. I just recorded it with all the NFC West hosts. And yeah, we had some good laughs and it was a very entertaining time. Uh, But we got a good look around the division, what to expect, our projections for how the NFC West is going to shake out. Of course, you guys know that I did pick the Rams to win the division. You can follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now we're going to dive right back into where we left off with the final few names here, as well as some parting thoughts when it comes to this practice squad and this roster talk, because that's all we've been consumed with for, I feel like, the better part of four or five days now. It's just been consistent roster talk. And we're not even a week away at this point from kickoff. I mean, it's only seven days remaining before the actual kickoff to the 2021 NFL season, which is so awesome. I can almost taste it. We're so damn close. Uh, And I want to say it's between the Cowboys and the Bucks on Thursday Night Football. And I know they used to have a doubleheader on Thursday Night Football. I don't know if they're still doing that or not. Can't really remember, but we're a week away and it's coming quick. So, you know, the Rams are opening up on Sunday Night Football against the Bears. That's going to be a great game. Uh, Two of the players that are not going to be on that field, but are going to be on the practice squad, Micah Kaiser, Justin Lawler. Those are the last two names on this practice squad for us to cover. Kaiser is an interesting one, you know, because I feel like shout out to him for kind of swallowing his pride and being willing to come back. You know, you look at this guy and we've talked about it with Brad even yesterday, supposed to be a starter two years ago, didn't work out. He had the season ending injury, supposed to be a starter last year, and he did start the season But he barely lasted eight games and was in and out of the lineup with injuries. And that was not a great season for him either. And now he's fifth on the pecking order in terms of the inside linebacker position. The Rams spend a relatively premium pick, a third round pick on a guy like Ernest Jones, who does a lot of things well, not necessarily insulting, but good for him for swallowing his pride and willing to come back and continue to fight for, you know, a roster spot, a potential starting spot I don't think it's really in reach for him he's clearly way down in the pecking order but you never know I mean this guy is still a talented player hasn't really been able to show it in the NFL and I think he's very limited so his outlook is probably not that great as projection in the NFL but at the same time I mean there's teams around the NFL that could use a player like Kaiser who's a good leader a guy who could be a captain a very reliable person on and off the field and he's an actual player that can contribute in the running game so Not really going to make a big difference, I think, for the Rams. Of course, it is nice to have him back in the event that, you know, injuries strike at this position, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be much of a factor. And like I mentioned too, you know, this was a guy that could have been traded, was likely going to be cut, obviously did get cut. And that I thought Roseboom, Christian Roseboom, who went to the Chiefs, like we mentioned in the first segment, I thought Roseboom outplayed him. So unfortunate for the Rams that they did not get to keep Roseboom and that they do keep Kaiser, but... You know, it's interesting to see at least that he's willing to come back and try to give it another go. And then Justin Lawler, the feel-good story. This guy has broken his foot twice in the last few seasons, went through so much off the field in terms of rehab and injuries. And you heard it in his voice in his press conference how, you know, it was such a long and rough time. And general manager Les Snead and his wife and head coach Sean McVay all kind of brought him up in terms of their words of encouragement and things like that and keeping him locked in to try and fight back. And of course, he had that legendary first preseason. He was basically unblockable. Didn't really do much outside of that. But it's great to see a guy 
like that not only get back to the field, still have some of that same explosiveness and ability to rush the passer, even after all of that bad luck when he came to his leg and his ankle and his foot and all that different stuff. So such a good feel-good story for him. You got to love to see him back here. Um, of course, the edge rusher spot is a bit of a question mark for the Rams right now, but it is interesting that he's going to find his way back. And I think that injury history is part of the reason why nobody claimed him. So unfortunate for him, but at the same time, you can't feel too. This guy's back with the team that drafted him. He still has a shot, work his way up to the roster, maybe become an actual asset for this team. And not only that, but he's getting paid a lot of money too. So shout out to him for being back and uh, for continuing to fight because that's a guy that definitely has earned his spot on this practice squad. Now, some of the names that didn't make this practice squad, that was maybe a little bit surprising. You look at a guy like Troy Warner, safety, another one, Paris Ford, neither guy in the practice squad, cornerback, Bronte Harris. We talked about wide receiver, Tristan Jackson. I think those are some of the notable names that did not make the practice squad here. Um, and then when you look at it, I think it starts to make a little bit more sense because safety, yeah, Troy Warner and probably two of the more notable names, but we mentioned the Rams have six safeties on their actual roster right now. And those guys were way down in the pecking order and the Rams don't really need to keep more. I mean, why would you dedicate more practice squad spots to guys at positions that are absolutely loaded? Now, Bronte Harris, I thought was a little bit surprising. You know, this is a guy that got a lot of run in the preseason, but at the same time, the Rams feel like there's other options that they want to develop more. So they elected to go that route. It's a little bit interesting to see. The one that I'm just still genuinely shocked over is Tristan Jackson. I'm just, is this, you know, Rams not necessarily back or Jackson? Jackson just wanting to look for other options. have that answer. We don't get that answer because that information is not public. So we're not hundred percent certain. And of course he hasn't signed with any other team either. So, you know, we don't know whether he's actually trying to leave or not, but I would assume that he probably is because this is a guy that is certainly good enough to be on the practice squad for the Rams. He's better than Landon Akers. I think he's better than JJ Koski. Uh, they're pretty close, I guess, but when you're looking at a guy that offers that size, the route running ability, some of that contested catch ability, I think Tristan Jackson brings that to the table. So it's unfortunate that he's back and that he may want out, but you can't blame the guy. Like I said, in the first segment, this is a position for the Rams that is very, very loaded, very talented. And he probably has a much better shot at cracking a roster somewhere else. You look around the NFL, someone like Kadero Hodge, he's in Cleveland or formerly was in Cleveland. Had a really good preseason, another strong preseason from this guy. We know him personally. He played for the Rams, and he put together some good, impressive preseason performances. He gets cut, waived, and I'm sure the Browns would have been happy to have him back on the practice squad, but he goes to the Detroit Lions, and we know the Lions have arguably, not really arguably, the worst receiving core in football. He might actually be a starter there, and of course, he has that familiarity with Jared Goff from their time in LA before and I want to maybe even say St. Louis. That might be wrong, but I'm pretty certain it was in LA. That's awesome. You know, you look at a guy like that who now may have an actual potential spot as a player, like not just somebody on a practice squad, somebody that might play legitimate snaps and could be amongst the team's leading receiver. So such good news for a guy like that. I think you got to love it. Um, and now we're done with all the roster talk. This stuff is all going to be behind us for now. Of course, you know, it's still fluid. There could still be some changes. Uh, with all these different players getting released, maybe injuries coming up, guys getting placed on IR, Coleman Shelton being taken off of that COVID reserve list. So there's going to be more updates going throughout the next week or so, but we're done with all the roster talk for now. We're going to flip the page and head over 
into our breakdowns for week one. Going into next week, it's going to be super awesome. All the speculation is now done. Now we're getting to the real stuff. The NFL season is right around the corner. We're one week away. Of course, I want you guys to go check us out on YouTube. You guys have been running up the numbers like crazy. I appreciate you guys so much. We're nearly at 150 subscribers already. The views are good. You guys are sending in likes. Search us up there. Locked on Rams. Subscribe. Give us a few likes, some comments. It's been fun going back and forth with you guys. You know, we are obviously on all audio podcast platforms as well. So if you guys prefer to listen to us when driving or picking your kid up or working out or whatever the case is, keep running up those numbers. We appreciate you guys so much for always checking in here at the Locked on Rams podcast. Brad and I, we look great uh, to get to converse with you guys. And now no more speculation. The football season is here. The Rams are back. 2021, and this team has a shot to go to the Super Bowl. So let's run up those numbers. Let's get that interest going. Just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter as well, at QB's MVP and at Locked On Rams. Make sure to check back in tomorrow for our fan mail, for our Mailbag Friday episode. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.